Well, we want to thank Rob Moore of Livestock Risk Management uh, in Minneapolis, Iowa, as well as 4M Plumbing of Washington, Iowa, for this episode of Winfield Mount Union Football. Welcome program, Coach McCarty. I appreciate you having me on. Well, we were uh, uh, up there in the, the mud and the sweat and the beer uh, at Gilbertville, uh, kind of a throwback kind of a deal. It's kind of a combination between a drive-in movie and a uh 1930s hockey outdoor game or something like that uh up there uh i I did like the fact that you could sit there in your car if you got the right spot just kind of watch the game real good from there but uh um the visitor side uh not much bleachers are not very high it's really hard to see uh um but it was kind of a, a long battle uh uh you guys uh, uh, really had to fight hard for this one, but uh, uh, what did you? What was your impressions of this game? And kind of walk our listeners through how, how it went. Yeah, um, you know, their facilities obviously not what we're used to. Um, you know, we're, we have a really nice facility. We played a bunch of schools that have nice facilities in our our district. Um, you know, so to play a, a game of that magnitude at somebody's home field um, with that kind of facility, you know, it's a definite home field advantage for that team. Um, you know, with their fans are right on that the. the end line as close to the end zone as you could possibly be on both end zones. Um, you know, and it's, a, it, I mean, it is the epitome of a hostile environment. Um, you know, so our kids did a really great job in our community came out and supported us. It was electric. Um, you know, you could feel the energy from both sides, um, both positive and, and negative energy from each team, uh, you know, from their supporters. So, um, you know, the, the atmosphere is, it's exactly what you want in a, in a playoff game. You know, our, our kids, we talked to him earlier in the season that, you know, you want to be playing meaningful football in November and you want, these are our memories and stuff that our kids are going to have for a lifetime. And so we're just excited. You know, we were excited for them to experience that, but um, we get into the game a little bit. Uh, you know, we knew going in, it was going to be a physical game. That's one thing that you always know about Bosco is they're going to be physical um, with or inside or outside of the rules. They'll always be physical. So um, we, we knew we were going to have to have our, our pads laced up tight and helmets strapped on because it was going to be a, a dog fight. And it's exactly what we expected out of it. Um, you know, their kids played hard. Our kids played hard, um, you know, right out of the gate. Uh, they were able to uh, able to get the ball, uh, kind of march down the field. We didn't get lined up even on the first play. It was a basic trips play and we were in the right spot. And, and that, you know, turned into a big gain for them. And they had a little momentum, um, you know, on the their first touchdown drive. We lost our starting uh, nose guard, Lane Ginkinger. Uh, he got banged up on the elbow pretty good. Um, and so we lost him for the game, um, which is is unfortunate, right? But at the same token, it, it had a ripple effect the rest of the game. Um, you know, and then on the ensuing offense, you know, we have first play, we, we throw it deep to Carter. He's open. Uh, we don't get the completion, but the next running play, we get the milks for a 31-yard gain. Um, and we're thinking, okay, we're going to be all right. Uh, you know, fast forward two plays later, we throw the ball to uh, milks. He ends up landing funny. Um, kind of dings up his shoulder pretty good. Uh, he ends up playing the rest of the game with with one arm basically, uh, which is ironic as you you know you fast forward to the end and the play he makes. But um, you know, so we're we're getting real thin real quick. Plus, you know, Buffington is very limited on offense at this point. Um, so we're kind of piecing things together. We really leaned on Jake and Abram Edwards. Um, you know, we had to find a way to get Abram involved. And, um, you know, and Carter Lloyd as well came up really, really big for us. You know, I think it was his first 100-yard receiving game. Um, he had some huge catches for us off the, you know, deep balls and those kind of things. So, you know, just super excited for for that young man, um, for the way he played. Um, you know, Abram, 
had to fight through a lot of adversity. They'd have one, two guys holding him about 10 yards downfield off the line of scrimmage. Uh, when I called most nights or most of the night, actually all the night. And, uh, you know, he was still able to find ways to create separation and make three catches for 75 yards for us and Tutty. So, you know, we faced a lot of adversity. Um, but, you know, we, you flip it on the other side defensively. Um, you know, Buffington wasn't able to play middle linebacker like he's played all year for us uh, due to his ankle. Uh, we put him at nose, um, you know, so less running. Um, but, you know, we can still use his uh, athletic ability. He really did a nice job. And when your defensive line is Abram Edwards, Cam Buffington, and Cooper Buffington, that becomes a pretty strong defensive line. Um, and, and I thought those guys did a really nice job. Um, you know, so we were excited with them and, um, you know, the pass rush and, and the tackles kill Johnson stepped up big for us. He had double digit tackles for us for the first time this season. Um, so really great game out of him. Um, you know, tie ball game going into half, we, you know, I think if we're healthy, um, I think we're, we're probably up a little bit more, you know, if we're full strength and guys are playing where they need to be, but ifs and buts, uh, we're candy nuts. We'd all have a Merry Christmas. So that's not <laughs> something, you know, we're. You, you can always if and but things, you know, but that was the reality was we were making things work. Um, you know, we made some adjustments at half. Um, our kids came out, they executed those adjustments, and we made just uh, one more play than they did, um, and we're able to keep playing this week. And, and uh, you know, huge, huge string of events through that last drive. You know, we had them, um, you know, second or third and ten um, in their own in their own side of the field, and there's a uh, – <laughs> Uh, they called it pass interference. If you were to watch film, I don't know if you'd see it or not, but um, they called pass interference so they get 15 yards and then a big scramble, right? Um, then when they go to clock the ball, the young man turns sideways and it was actually a lateral um, that they called an incomplete pass, which is, uh, it was incorrect. Um, but they called that um, a, a down. He, it should have been a, a fumble or ball, ball game's over. But, um, you know, that last play, as we walked through the last play, um, Abram Edwards turned to, you know, this is kind of like Babe Ruth stuff. You know, he, he turned to Coach Crawl and he said, do not blitz. Let me do my thing. And Coach Crawl's like, and all the kids were like, yeah, let's do it. Like, don't blitz. Let it, let Abram meet. And, uh, you know, Abram pretty much called a shot. He didn't get home on it, but he flushed the kid out. Uh, kid had, uh, you know, their quarterback, who's a nice athlete, he had to throw on, off balance, uh, you know, kind of a floater ball. Yeah, he was under a tremendous pressure. Not just yeah. from, uh, uh, there was another uh, big fella up in the middle, too. Well. Yep, Cooper was chasing him. Abram got there first, flushed him out of the pocket, and then Cooper was right on his heels. Um, and he just threw a flutter ball, and, and I felt I felt more comfortable when the ball was in the air than I did when he was uh, scrambling, right, because he was an excellent runner, um, and we had had a hard time getting him down in the open field all night. Um, so when he he rose to throw, I felt I felt more relief than I did when he was he was running with the ball in his hand. Um, I just I trust our, our defensive backs. I knew they were going to be where they need to be. We practice that situation every Thursday, um, you know. So it's something our kids have done, you know, fourteen times now or whatever it is. And and so we're um, I and then obviously Cole uh, with the big pick uh, to seal the game for us and, and everything. So you know, and then the the celebration ensued. It was it was a great uh, great time to celebrate with our, our supporters um, and, and all that stuff. Yeah, that was I was there. That was that was a lot of fun. Well, um, yeah, it helps to have a, a guy like Mills can jump like Wilt Chamberlain out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'll tell you what, I, I think the, your, your, the game came down to one thing. Whether it was offense or defense, you guys executed on third down. You know, you mentioned Carloy. There's two or three times where he made a big third down and long, you know, first down for you. Move the chains kind of deal. A lot of There was a lot of different players, you know, 
sometimes you had to bring a cam in to get you know some short yardage or whether a short yard a tough short yard or or a long tough yard uh or or you had to stop them uh make them turn it over on downs or make them you know stop them so they had to punt Uh, what 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 about the third downs you guys were pretty successful on the third downs yeah, well, you know, you, you talk about third and fourth down, right? Those are both money downs for your your defense and your offenses. Um, but I wouldn't, uh, you know, I, I I was looking at that fourth and one play. Um, you know, Cam shot out of a cannon from his nose guard position, shucked a block, and was able to tackle connect for a, a loss on a fourth down about in the middle of the field. And I believe we scored on the ensuing drive, the what proved to be the game winning touchdown. Um, you know, so uh, big play there that. It's not, you know, in the middle, or excuse me, it's not at the end of the game so much as the dramatic interception, but it was about the most important, one of the big ones, right? Because they get it and they burn some more time, and I don't know if we, we score late in the game, um, you know, and it's a huge momentum push for us. So, you know, Jake Edwards, you talk about, um, you know, third downs, you know, you, you can't, you'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Jake. Um, you know, we leaned on him a lot more than we have. You know, I think we threw the ball 22 times, and that's more than we've thrown. That's more than probably, you know, three, four game stretch for us. So, um, you know, Jake did a really good job. I, I can think of play we're inside our own 15 or 20, um, you know, and it is second and long because we got called for a hold. Um, we, we had a deep pattern. Everybody was on a deep route. Um, there was nobody there. He pulled down. You know, I think we needed, when it, when it was, I think it was like second and 16, third and 16, and he got 21 um, on a scramble, you know. And, and I know in Team Scout, um, Winfield, they look at Jake and they, they, you know, you look at his stats, he's not a, a running quarterback, but he was able to do just enough for us, uh, to keep the defense, um, you know, uh, off, off balance. You know, you look at that pass to Carter Lloyd, the long touchdown pass, you know, it was a short ball, but it was a long pass. And what, what happened was, uh, you know, Jake pulled it down to run, kept his eyes up, the linebacker committed to him and he was able to dump it to Carter for a big play there. Uh, you know, so they had to start respecting Jake a little bit in the scramble game and, and he did it just an excellent job for us. Uh, at quarterback that night, Jake don't run uh, unless the pass ain't there. Right, you know what I mean. So maybe he's not a you know he, he he doesn't uh, 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 just tuck it and run. Um, you know he primarily passer. He, he, he's a great communicator. Um, it seemed like you know he does a good job of getting the play and implementing the play. Um, I think a little better than than a lot of. Uh, seemed like he was you know seemed like it took them longer to get their plays in than it did him. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty efficient in that. You know, that's something we practice, and, you know, we, we got decisions made, you know, kind of if thens, if this works, then this, or if this doesn't work, then that. You know, we've got that system kind of worked out as, as uh, coaching staff and players. Yeah, he was, uh, his leadership was a big part of that. Absolutely. There are so many great players, uh, but there were some players that um, got pressed into playing that maybe weren't designed to be playing that played pretty big. And there's this young man I didn't even know about. His name was Sparrow. Uh, now I remember early in the game. Now they got this Kanak guy. I think that's just a world class ball yeah, carrier. Uh, you know, yeah, he uh, he's committed to wrestle at you uh, and I as a junior. Yeah, he's a he's a, uh, he's, a, he's, a he's an athlete. He's a you know a, a, an above level athlete. You know that is you know and, and he can really score on you deep. So he comes around and he sees this undersized underclassman and he looks at him like. I'm just gonna uh, stiff arm this kid, give him a move, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go dance in the end zone, you know. Yep. But uh, that young man stayed low. He used what he had was being low. He stayed low. He kind of got a, a hand on one of his legs, but he got a, a hand on his jersey, 
and he, he was kind of skiing behind him there for a step or two, uh, which slowed him down enough to get him tackled. And I said, I said to myself, man, I don't remember this kid's name. He's tough as nails. Uh, what about kids like Sparrow that had to come in and, and or, or play in a different position they were supposed to play because there were so many guys down? Yeah, I mean, in eight-man, when you, you have one injury, um, it's not just plug and play, right? You don't just bring a guy off the bench, and he just plays that position. A lot of times you have to move a bunch of uh, chess pieces to fill that void. Um, you know, and so when Milks went down, well, you know, when first off, when Ginkinger went down, you know, we had to move Eli Miller into linebacker, who has linebacker experience growing up. We've moved him the last two years uh, to the to defensive backfield. So when we move Miller to linebacker, that means then we brought uh, Jake in as safety. Then we lost Milks for a while, um, which meant Sparrow came in, um, you know, and like you said, the young man did a really nice job. Um, you know, he got lost in coverage one time. Uh, that's to be expected, right? You, you don't get the reps everybody else gets um, as a backup, um, you know, so they, you got to credit Bosco. They found the kid that just came in. Everybody knows, you know, when the backup comes in, you got to attack him, and he did a really good job. We then made the adjustment um, to put Carter Lloyd over there, number three, their, number, their best receiver, and both guys did a really good job of, of executing their assignments the rest of the game. Uh, you know, but Sparrow did what he, he was asked to do. He came in, he filled the void. Like you said, he made a big tackle for us, um, you know, and, and to credit to him, he didn't play last year. He came out, he decided to come out this season, a couple weeks before the season. Um, you know, he's kicked for us. He did a really good job on the JV squad for us. Um, and then here you are, right? Quarterfinal, biggest game in school history since 99. And uh, you're playing. So, you know, that's, that's a credit to the young man um, in, in his mental makeup, you know, and, and, and like you said, there's a, another kid that, we don't really talk much about, and this play kind of gets uh, lost, is we were kicking off, um, and they had a kid, and that, and that kid, he had a full head of steam. Um, our, one of our seniors, Jarrett Tapia, who, you know, he put, plays primarily on kickoff. That's about the only place we can get him in at. Um, you know, he, he, was, he got pushed down. From the ground, he was getting up, got a hand on the ankle, and tripped up Kanak. Uh, otherwise, that was going to be a really big return. Um, you know, so that play kind of goes unnoticed. Um, but it was a huge, huge play by a guy that, you know, we don't talk about hardly at all. Uh, you know, so it was, if, if you stepped on the field on Thursday night, uh, you made a contribution. So, you know, it was, it was great to see that whoever it was, wherever they were playing, you know, Max Edwards came in and played a position he's never played or even practiced at, but he did a good job for us, uh, you know, so it, on, on, on offense. So, you know, those guys just, they, they rang the bell. That's what you want out of your kids. And it just goes to show who we have as kids and what they're willing to do. And, and they understand what it takes to win. Well, there's some names I was calling out there that I, I knew about, but uh, uh, maybe I was uh, seeing them do more than, than normal. Uh, and that would be Cale Johnson and Eli Miller. Yep. I, I thought they they were huge co contributors to this win. Absolutely. Cale Johnson stepped up big for us on the defensive side of the ball. You know, I said earlier, he had 10 tackles. I think he had a couple for a loss. Uh, just played a real physical game. Um, you know, he, he matched Bosco's physicality uh, hit for hit. I was very, very proud of that young man. Um, you know, he's, he's kind of new to the fold this year. Uh, he's, he's fit right in with our kids, and he, he's, he's bought into the system. And I'm uh, just very proud of how he has uh, – how he's performed. Um, he's gotten better every week. Obviously culminated with a, a huge game statistically and just performing for us, you know, getting where he needs to get and playing with that, that extra – intensity and all those things. So super excited for him. And then um, Eli Miller, right? He's been with us for a long time. He kind of got lost in the fold when we made some uh, position changes and some offensive changes. But, you know, we, we asked him to do some things that uh, we haven't really asked him to do. Um, you know, we put him on a route. He caught a touchdown pass. We don't usually utilize him in the passing game very much. 
Uh, we use him to block, but not go out for a route. And he made a huge touchdown catch for us. Um, you know, so it was exciting to see those guys that, you know, we don't necessarily call their name very much, uh, but when we do, uh, they were able to make plays. So very proud of, of those two for stepping up and, you know, it's just great to get them get them those reps because now we know, um, you know, as we come up Thursday or excuse me Wednesday, um, you know, we can rely on them because they they've got the got the stuff to get the job done. All right. Well, uh, talk a little bit about Cooper Buffington. I want to um, acknowledge uh, his contributions in this game. Absolutely, Cooper. I mean, he's a kid that I mean, I, I think statistically he had a really nice game. I think he had a couple sacks. Um, you know, and he just consistently plays physical. Um, and you know, when they run to his side, I just, you, you feel comfortable, you, you know, when the teams try to get the edge on both Abram and Cooper, um, you just, you feel comfortable that those guys are going to do what they need to do, um, in order to, to shut that down. Plus on offense, you know, Cooper just does a really nice job of running his feet. Um, he's really worked hard on his craft, both offense and defensive line wise. Um, and it's great to see him, you know, if you're, if you watch him and you key on him, you know, you're going to be hard pressed to find another, a, a, a a better technical offense and defensive lineman in the area. Uh, he's just, he's very good. He doesn't rely on brute strength. You know, he's really good with his feet. Um, and he plays with just a little bit of that tenacity you want out of your O-line and D-line, right? That, that, uh, that, that hard nosed, uh, relentless pursuit of, of physicality. And that's what you get out of him. So, um, you know, you can't express how much he means to the team, even though you don't hear his name over the loudspeaker that much. Well, he's you know he's a big time player. That's all there is to it, and that's uh, uh, without a, um, every single one of these guys' efforts, I don't I don't see him being um, moving on like you are. Uh, but let, uh, let me ask you: you got some brothers, you know, uh, you got some Edwards brothers, and you know, yeah. small schools got a lot of brothers. Uh, but let's flip it over on the other side. What about this Kanak uh, brothers? Uh, when he needs to get something, uh, when he when he really needs to get the ball down the field, he goes to his little brother. Uh, uh, Waco had a tough time dealing with them. Uh, they got their share against you guys. Uh, how good a combination of those two kids? Yeah, I mean, I think the the number ten, the quarterback. I think he's as as good as we've seen play at that position. Um, you know, I don't think he makes reads very well as a quarterback, but what he he lacks for in like pure like pocket passing quarterback skills, he makes up for in his athleticism and his physicality. Um, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a unique combination, right? He's only about five, eight or five, nine. So he's not very tall, but he's 180 pounds of about pure muscle. Um, you know, he's a state champ, at least a, a one time, I think two times state champ, um, in wrestling. So, you know, the kid is tougher than nails. Um, he plays with great leverage, you know, he's, he's just fast enough where he's going to cause you problems. You know, I don't think he's a, I don't think he runs track. Um, uh, but you know what, if he did, he'd be very helpful to their program. So, you know, one of those things that, uh, you know, Number 10 um, was a really good ball player. Number 20 we knew was going to be physical. Uh, he didn't produce as much. Um, they didn't rely on him as much as uh, the, the younger connect, the, the quarterback. Um, you know, so they were very quarterback-centered, and they have been, right? They, they put their best athlete at quarterback, which you need to do in, in, with their offensive style, and then they just play physical and get him running and, and stuff. And you could tell, you know, by his stats, he had a, a, the lion's share of the carries and yards and you knew we were going to have to try and shut him down, which I don't think teams shut him down, right? I think you just try and contain him a little bit. Um, and we were able to do those things against him. All right. Well, um, I kind of – I guess I, I come up with uh, uh, Abram Edwards as, as the player of the game, or I kind of like to call him Abram's Law out there. Uh, but uh, it could have been anybody, you know, uh, or it could have been, you know, six or seven guys that, you know, 
you could say if he didn't do this, we wouldn't have won. Uh, but I, I really felt like he did it. Uh, what, what? Tell me about how important he was to you guys in this game. Absolutely. Um, you know, we'll start on the offensive side of the ball with him. Um, you know, we we knew with with Cam very limited, and especially when then when Cole went out, uh, that we were going to have to rely on him and get him the ball as much as we could. Um, you know, and he had a big game for us. You know, he he fought through a lot of adversity. Um, you know, once they figured out we were trying to get the ball to him. Um, they were just absolutely holding him like crazy off the line of scrimmage. Um, and he did his best to get through it. You know, and he still broke through for some plays. Um, and then blocking-wise, you know, as always, he's an elite blocker. Um, you know, and he was able to to do what we needed to in the block and and communicate things that say, hey, they're keying on me. Go the other way one time and see what they do. Um, and we were able to get a nice play out of that, too. So, um, you know, just his, his football IQ is very high. And then on the defensive side, um, you know, he's he just, he's so physical and strong and, and long range, you know, he recovers that fumble uh, that sets us up for a touchdown uh, late in the game, you know, so that was, that was awesome by him. I think it was third quarter. We, they threw a, uh, they were throwing a screen pass, which turned out to be a lateral and he's Johnny on the spot and picks it up for us. So, um, you know, he's just, he's such a heady player. Um, and not only is his football IQ high, then his performance is high as well. So when you have a guy like that, you know, you're going to be in a good position. Well, um, you know, we talked to him after the game, and, and he was the first person to say it was the guys that came off the bench. It was the guys that played out of position. It was yeah. the guys, you know, he says, because we had a lot of starters going down. He said, we had a lot of bench guys stepping up, you know, and i just really impressed with a guy that, uh, you know, puts his teammates first like that. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's that's who we are, right? Um, in, in you talk about a player of the game. I think the player of the game is is the WMU football team. I, I mean, well, it, it's I, not hard to argue that. Yeah, you know, there's there's so many guys that uh, stepped up in in the moment they needed to step up, and it'd be hard pressed to find one guy who stood head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, you know, and, and it's just something you know, playing through injuries. You know, Cole Milks and, and Cam Buffington, and then Abram producing, getting the pressure on the defense, and Cooper and you know, um, Carter with the, you know, receiving Jake, you know, having to throw the ball and, and create more on, on offense, you know, the list goes on. If you step foot on the field, you, you executed and you did what we needed to do to win. So, um, it was, a, it was an absolute total team effort on, on what was it Thursday night? Um, you know, so I just, you can't say enough about how proud we are of the, of those kids. Well, um, um, about had to, about have to take some harder. Uh, Madison with me next time I come see you play like that. Yeah, that, hopefully we don't make it that close. That was time. that was uh, uh but that was an exciting uh, a barn burner of a game, and I, I really uh, so many people came up to me and told me how they listen to the game or listen to the podcast, and they they wait until game day to listen to the to the interviews I do with you, you know, to get pumped up for the game, and and uh, I'm glad to uh, to be a part of this. It's been so much of a pleasure to cover your team and. You're such an outstanding coach. Uh, Scotty Melvin and I talked it over, you know, when we're going to name you the eight-man coach of the year for the Round Guy Radio family for uh, eight-man football. And and uh, I got to be close and see the see how much coaching you do and how, how effective you are. And it, it seems like the – I guess the word communication. I think it's uh, some of the best communication between players and coaches and, and a system where kids are coming out, in and out, like they're supposed to. and and know how to, you know, play multiple positions when they need to. So uh, congratulations on that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, you know, and, and as a coach, you know, those are nice, but those are always we awards, not me awards. You know, we've got a, like you said, we got a group, good group of kids and 
we wouldn't be anywhere without the the assistance that we have. You know, uh, Jeremy Crawl, he's been with me since we turned eight man back in 2018. Uh, we've been through our growing pains together, um, you know, and he's really done it. I mean, you, you can't talk about our defense enough, right? I mean, he's really done a great job, a fantastic job of getting those guys to play hard and play fast. And, you know, and Coach Clay Edwards, you know, he's he's done a great job with our special teams. He understands, you know, he gets the kids to play it with high effort. Um, you know, there and just we haven't had, you know, knock on wood, any special team blunders uh, this year. You know, they've always we've been taking care of business as special teams. Um, you know, we have new guy, uh, Tony Johnson moved in. He's helping us um, on offense. He's been a great asset to us with our quarterback play and, and offense. He's a guy I can lean on and ask questions and we, we work together pretty well. Um, you know, Sam Jennings, a former player of mine, he, he's able to help us sometimes. Um, you know, and, and his, the kids really respect him because he's been there and done that. And then Travis Jones does a lot of things behind the scenes to, to help us work effectively. So, you know, it's the whole coaching staff um, has really stepped up and done a lot of good things. And my name will go down as the one, you know, that, that wins an award or whatever, but it's actually, a, it's a wee thing, you know. Plus, when you have really good athletes and really smart kids, um, they tend to make you look a lot smarter than you actually are. So, um, you know, I, I appreciate it, but it's definitely a we award, not a me award. Well, so the I, the uh, uh, the whole coaching staff uh, puts the kids in a position to be successful, and you get the most out of them. You get every inch uh, uh, of these kids, whether they're winning or losing, they're winning if they're out there giving their all. And I don't see anybody that I, I see the guys on the on the sidelines giving their all, watching the game. Oh, yep, absolutely. you, 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 you got a great team and a, and a great uh, family of teams out there, but uh, we are going to get to ready to talk about this uh, next game. Unless there's, is there anything else about this game that we should no. talk about? No, just a quick shout out to our community. Um, you know, I thought we traveled well, I, you know, I, I think we might've had more fans than them. Uh, and it was an electric atmosphere. Um, you know, so awesome. You know, it all started, we have a golf tournament in June and the, the support we get for that, you know, has just carried over and, and grown all season. So, um, huge, huge thank you to our community and, and the fans and not just people that were there, but, you know, I, I hear this, you know, a lot of people watching and, and listening from all over the, the place. And, you know, just a big thank you to them. Um, you know, it makes a great experience for a young man. There's a little uh, Monday night rally, uh, uh, possibly a chance to get some autographs, you say, uh, coming in there, you know. Yep, we got a, a community pep rally, a, you know, assembly kind of just a get together, meet and greet for our kids. Um, you know, and just one of those things that it's, it's one of those things you got to have, you want your kids to have a great experience. And, um, I think it's seven o'clock in our gym. Um, the kids will be there. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have some kids talk and I'll talk and the pet band will play and, uh, the kids will be there. If you, you know, for parents and everybody get pictures with them and stuff, there's, you know, great community support. So we wanted to give the community a chance to, to be a part of this as well and shake their hands and, and that kind of thing. So, um, just a, a, a fun event, you know, most communities have send offs for their kids. And so that's what we're going to do for us on Monday night. Oh, well, you got, is it Bishop Garland or Garland? I don't know how to pronounce it. Bishop Garrigan. Garrigan. Okay. Yep. Well, um, they are, uh, an upstart team that has knocked off a couple big ones. Uh, um, they, last year's, uh, state champion, um, Remsen St. Mary's. Yeah, Remsen St. Mary's, and then they got Caminita, which is a perennial powerhouse. Uh, um, I just kind of found out about them late, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, they got my attention. Um, 
but I don't know that much about him. Have you had a chance to really uh, check this team out? Yeah, I mean, we've watched a, a lot of their film. Um, you know, it's they kind of remind me a lot of our neighbors to the west in in Waco. Um, you know, I, they they're they're extremely physical. They are relatively simple, and I don't mean that in a negative way, right? They they are simple, but they're really good at what they do. Um, they're not going to try and beat you with scheme. They're going to try and beat you with physicality. Um, you know, so they're very similar. They got some nice sized kids. Um, they got some good athletes and, and, you know, you look at their scores, they're not really blowing people out, but they're doing it with running the ball and defense. Uh, you know, so, um, I'm impressed their coach, you know, he's been there a long time. They won a state title, I think back in 19, no, maybe before that, I think maybe 16 or 17, they won the state title in eight man. Um, so, you know, their coach, he's been there 32 years, a lot of respect for him. Um, been doing it a long time. Um, you know, and, and they got 42 kids out. So you can tell that's a, a good program, um, you know, and, and like you said, they, they beat some really good teams to get there. They beat, uh, you know, Janesville was their first first game um, in the playoffs. Who They beat pretty handedly. Uh, then they get Remsen St. Mary's, who hadn't lost since the semifinals in 2021. Um, and then they beat Cam, uh, who was, who's been a good team here the last two or three years. You know, so um, very physical. Um, you know, pretty athletic, you know, they're, like I said, they're kind of a mix of, of Bosco and Waco, you know, as far as like physicality and scheme and things go like that. So, um, you know, I think the Bosco game was a really good tune up for us um, as far as, you know, what we we're going to look at for physicality wise. So, um, well, Bosco has the ability to get big yards, you know, make yeah. big plays, those, those 30, 40 yard plus plays. Uh, what about this team? Do they run the ball a lot? Do they throw the ball a lot? They have deep strike capacity. Yeah, they're they're pretty. Uh, they're, I would consider them a, a running team. Um, you know, their quarterback's thrown. He's really really accurate in the short to intermediate range. Um, you know, so he does a really good job there. Um, you know, and, and as most high school kids are, right? Most high school kids don't drop the ball forty yards in a bucket. Um, you know, they they aren't that accurate. But um, you know, he, he's really good there. He's only a sophomore. Um, you know, and they rely on their fullback, who's six one two fifteen you know, to pave the way for a nice running back. Um, you know, they, their center is 6'5", 315. He's committed to Wayne State. He's a big body. Um, you know, we haven't faced anybody that big on offense. Um, and he moves moves pretty well. Uh, but at the same time, you know, our kids, you know, you, you get caught up in some of that, what they are. But you got to remember our kids are pretty solid too. So, um, you know, I, I definitely respect them. They're nothing flashy. Uh, they just execute like crazy and, and will try and push you around and beat you in a phone booth. Well, what time is this game? How do you get tickets? Um, and uh, um, I don't know uh, if there'll be a chance to view it or not. Yeah, um, so I believe it's streamed on the Iowa High School Sports Network, which there's always a link through the Iowa High School Athletic Association. Um, so you can do that. Um, you can purchase tickets through the, uh, I believe, on Iowa High School Athletic Union. There'll be a link to it if you would like to go. We play at 10 o'clock on Wednesday at the Uni Dome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a it's good, great opportunity. Um, I believe, I would assume KCII or KILJ um, would have it on the radio. I don't know if the Wolfcast is um, broadcasting. I would doubt it, but I don't know. But I, I do know that KCII would have it on. Um, but, you know, obviously, as we, we would love to have you there if you're a Wolves fan you know, make that dome as loud as we can and, and create an awesome experience for our kids. Um, you know, but if not, cheer from home and, and send good vibes from there. Yeah. Um, well, 
uh, it's uh, uh, I like it that it's ten in the morning, getting getting things going, uh, yeah. uh, like that. Well, uh, what are you going to have to do to be successful in this game? Yeah, we're going to be able to take care of the ball. I think whichever team um, has the most turnovers is going to lose. You know, I think it's just got to play mistake free. Um, I, you got to play mistake free. You got to limit big plays. Um, you know, they don't they don't go for the big one very often, but when they do, you know, we have to make sure we're reading our keys and we don't lose our guys. Um, you know, so that's that's going to be a big issue for us. Um, and then I think just making sure that our, our guys match their physicality. You know what I mean? We've got to be able to come out right from the get-go, right from the beginning. We've got to be physical and, and not let them punch us in the mouth and just keep taking punches. You know, we've got to be able to be the hammer and not the nail right from the, the opening kick. So, um, you know, limit mistakes and, and play physical is going to be the way that we're going to win this game. Yeah, well, uh, you got anything else? No, I mean it's been a it's been a crazy ride. You know, hopefully we can do this uh, you know one maybe two more times, and and you know Wolves football has had a great run at it this year, and we you know we appreciate all the support we've gotten from everybody and and the coverage and all those things. So just uh, really appreciative of everything that that everybody's done with our program. Well, uh, the Round Guy family has about forty teams in it, uh, and uh, thirty nine of them are uh, 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 following you guys right now because you're all we got left. Uh, but congratulations on an outstanding season, and thank you so much for being with us. I appreciate it. Thank you.